NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Yob! Broadcasting live. Well, live for me anyway. From the Sandpiper Vacation Studios. Why do we say broadcasting live? Scott, this is a podcast. At one point, we were broadcasting live. Regardless, we're on we Twitch. are. We're on Twitch. Oh, we are on Twitch. All right. Broadcasting, streaming live from the Sandpiper Vacation Studios. This is No New Friends After Dark. What do we do here at No New Friends After the Dark, you might ask? Well, we're working on changing the world one episode at a time. By what, you might ask? We're peeling back the curtains of life, baby. We're tearing those bitches down. We're tearing down the curtains on the previous episode, but as well as as ourselves. And not in a weird cannibalistic way. I'm not Buffalo Bill. We're tearing down the curtains of our emotions, not skin. If you are into that kind of stuff, this is not the podcast for you. The cannibal part. If you love emotion, this is the podcast for you. Anyway, so last episode was episode 150. 150. And actually, I think after this, we're going to go to um, a different format, right, Scott? Yeah, this, we is, were, this is episode 151. Right. Is so this officially, officially what this is? Yeah, so officially, this is episode 151. We're official. Now yes. we're official. Yeah, we were on uh, probation for a while, Nick. Uh, Scott was like, I don't know, man. This this is a little too gay. We gotta put this. We're putting this on. Uh, putting this on probation. Uh, I vouched for you. I said, you know. But anyway, so this is episode one fifty one. Congratulations, we did it. Uh, we made the cut. Speaking of gay, the 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 new episode of After Dark uh, from last week just came out, and I just realized that I misspelled the word loss, and it's L O S. Oh my gosh. Couldn't have happened to uh, a more important episode, Scott. <laughs> I know. I'm, very, I'm fixing that now. Very insensitive of you. Um, so, besides finding out that Scott doesn't care about spelling, um, this is episode 151 of No New Friends Podcast. After Dark Edition. That's actually good. I like that. No New Friends Podcast like after, after Dark Edition. We might change the name. I don't know. We probably won't. I want to talk a little bit about 150, though. Although I'm really excited, this is 151 now. Scott. I can't tell you how this is pretty exciting to me. It, it, is it is exciting. It is 150 yep. was exciting because it's you know 150, but this is pretty exciting that this is officially 151 and not like 150A or 150B right. rather. Right, you know? right, right. Yep. This was a supplement. This we started this. This was a supplemental episode to the podcast before, but now now we're in business phase. This is 151. <laughs> so. A little bit less important, 150. Let's talk about that for a second. So we had comedian, entrepreneur, entertainer, James Yan on. But before we get into James Yan, I just want to tell you who we're with tonight on episode 151. It is me, 
Chris Yob. It is Scott from the Nerdy Friends podcast. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> every week. <laughs> every week. Scott from, ep- Scott from episode one. Scott from You're doing so well. And we got Nick from Sandpiper Vacations who makes all this happen. But let's go back to the lesser episode 150. And we had comedian, entrepreneur, entertainer, genius, magician, sexual icon, uh, James Yon on. <laughs> and... Um, we have James Yan on for every important milestone in our history. You had him on for episode, what was the first episode he was ever on? What number was that? Episode five. Okay. So they, the iconic episode five, you know, everyone's yeah. highly, Idols covered and episode, Royals. Yeah, highly covered episode five. A lot of podcasts don't even make it to five. So right. we had him, uh, you, you had him, I can't even say we, you had him on for episode five. We had him on for episode 50. We had him on for episode 100 and then finally 150. And it's become quite the tradition of having James Yan on and, why is James Yan on every milestone? You may ask. Well, I kind of want Scott to get into that a little bit right here. And I want you to get a little bit into the, how did you meet James Yan? Who is James Yan for people who don't know? And why does he mean so much to you? Uh, th- these are all great questions. So uh, to start off at the very beginning, how we met. So my favorite radio station here in Orlando is Real Radio 104.1. Okay. That's where it, the monsters uh real laughs is uh, the show that james is on it's the nighttime show from like nine it's an hour every day so from nine to ten so when i was working at one of the go-kart centers that i work at uh i was approached by a sales guy to see if he wanted us to uh gain uh, just enter into a partnership with real laughs i was like well i'm a huge fan of Real radio. So yes, let's let's figure out how we do this. And so he brought uh, Miguel Colon with him to make a sales pitch. Miguel Colon was in the episode uh, episode number seven, I think, or seven or eight, uh, Clavs and Calves. And you know, I fangirled out because I know who Miguel is. I'm a fan sure. of the radio station. So then, uh, a couple weeks later, James came in with his family and asked for me by name, and that's the that's when I met James. Um, and he was so nice to me, just gave me a huge hug and, and was just so genuine, so nice, shared his phone number. And, you know, the, these guys to me are, are celebrities. Sure. Yeah. You know, shares his phone number with me, which I thought was the, the, the biggest deal in the world. Embarrassingly so, enough, you were a celebrity the first time I heard you to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we, we entered into a business partnership with them and they they were great to us they they let me come on the radio so i i did guest spots on on real laughs not guest spots but just pitching the the business that i worked for um which was really cool because i got where did to be they let the, you come on their face no in the radio station <laughs> i got to go into the radio station and and uh you know they had me on for a segment so that we could talk about the business and all that and and it so was nice a black couch thrill. there for you for the audition yeah 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 it was just so cool to just be in the studio with them of and, course, and yeah. record with them. I mean, I was, I, I was on a radio show. Uh, this was a huge thrill. So, you know, fast forward, I, I just stayed in contact. We, we started doing this comedy show at the place that I worked. I, I, I organized a comedy show and we hired them to put a, you know, they did a stand-up comedy show. The place was packed and just the, the relationship evolved. And then one day they needed a, a guest host. They they were down uh, a couple people and they're like, hey, can you can you come and guest host? 
And that's kind of where the relationship really um, kind of started to take off. And I, I was on for six weeks straight and then wasn't funny enough uh, because they, they, they went with uh, James, Miguel, Mike Hurley and Ken Miller. That was their, that was their little foursome. And so every week that I, that I was there recording, James kept saying, you got to start your podcast. You got to start your podcast. You got to start your podcast. And I didn't know how to do it. You know, like I've told the story a billion times. I had no idea what equipment to get. I had no idea how to do it. Yeah, Cause you're old as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Fast forward to the pandemic, they have me on again, and I'm recording on StreamYard, which is like Zoom. You know, don't want to get into the tech, technical aspects of it, but... Because you can't, because you have no idea. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I have no idea. But James has always been, like, super supportive. And really, if it wasn't for James, there would be no No New Friends podcast. Because he's the one who really pushed me to get it started and pushed me to, to, to do it and always said the most encouraging things. That's the one thing that's great about James is even if it's not funny, he'll laugh and it makes it seem, you know, it makes it seem funny. He gives you that validation when you probably shouldn't even have the validation. But that's, that's why James is so important to me. Uh, he's always been super, super supportive. Uh, he comes on. I mean... He's, he's so busy. He's got 25 jobs and yeah. he makes time mm -hmm. to come on for every 50th episode for us. So yeah, he comes all on our uh, podcast Yeah, and it's, but, uh, it, it was a blessing in disguise because I really wanted the real laughs gig and not that I was necessarily up for it, but I thought maybe there was a chance because it was just him and Miguel. Right. Uh, Devin Siebold had left the show. It was just him and Miguel. And I'm like, they've got openings. Maybe I have a shot. And uh, I really wanted it. Had I gotten it, th this wouldn't be a thing because I would have been satisfied with that. And it wouldn't just being kind of the side piece would uh, the, the the whatever would not have been enough for me. Right. And the vision that I've always had to have my own show is what we have right now. And so it was a blessing in disguise because had that happened, we wouldn't have what we have right now. Yeah. To be perfectly are you saying you were visualizing <laughs> exactly i was visualizing you and i didn't even know you i thought so yeah to I be perfectly so. blunt with you you were not you're not cut out for uh for real laugh scott that's a nice thing for you to appear on every once in a while but what your perfect role is is the no new friends podcast because you are cut out for running the show you're not like you where you where you are perfect at is being the host of something. And they, you, you didn't really have that opportunity at Real Laughs. And um, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't, you know, you weren't picked to do Real Laughs because now, now you get to showcase what you're really great at. Now you get to showcase that, um, that taking control and being the host and creating what you want and creating the vision that you want and not just being a side character. So I'm glad they didn't pick you. And, Me too. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, um, is real laugh real laughs would be the uh i guess what you would think would be the easier way out i guess right because you get instant gratification you get instant semi-fame right because you get you get to be on the radio this way slower process way harder of a grind but you're cut out for that and uh and but this you really like this is a blank canvas and you get to paint it the way whatever way you want instead of just being a part of something now you are the something so right. Not to get sappy and stuff, but I, yeah. I, I you know, it, it's cool, and this all obviously goes back, to, goes back to uh, to James Yan just kind of encouraging you to like, and I think he saw that in you too. He's like, no, nah, this isn't really, you know, you're you're you might not be the best for this this spot, but you are the best at your own thing, and uh, I'm glad that he pushed you to do this because 
this show would have never happened, but, uh, you know, more importantly, we would have never made the friendships and relationships that we have, um, you know, right. because of that. So it's, it's really cool. No, we, we would have, because Remy is like the real radio stalker and he that would have, true. you know, connected with us all at some point. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I actually used to work in a radio station kind of, I was an intern there. So I, I get that side of that and I see it. And then it's like you said, like podcasting, you can be yourself. You can have it exactly how you want it to be. In the radio world, everything is corporate. Right, yeah, right. There. So there's a lot of rules and regulations you have to follow. And, and that's so fu- Try not to piss anybody yeah, off. Yeah, that's so funny, Nick, because my goal was always to build the podcast enough to be picked up by real radio. And now I don't want to do that because we wouldn't be able to say the things that we want to say. I would have to end things mid-conversation to go to break. Whereas now I can kind of wait until things kind of die off because we can go as long yeah. as if we want, if we wanted to go four hours, we could not that I would want to, but we have so much more nah, freedom. Want to. I think, yeah. I think eh, you want to. It depends. Have you last, have you lasted four hours before? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, if I lasted four hours, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be speaking at my funeral. You'd be booking, you'd be booking a lot of vacations to my funeral. Yeah, so you're that might be worth it. Give him, get, get, get this man some Viagra. Get this man some Viagra. So yeah, having James on is you know the the first time we ever had James on. I say we. Listen, the first time you had James on, I wasn't there. The first time I had James on uh, was the 50th episode. Very very intimidating. That was the suit episode, I believe. Uh, we were wearing the suits, Scott. We we, we oh the first up. one that you were on for yeah episode yeah, we 50. Up and we wore suits. Yeah, we yeah, were I, so cute. We were so I know, cute. Back I know. Then. I know. Now we just now I'm wearing what I wore three days in a row. Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> me, me a month, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very intimidating at first. Very, very intimidating having James Yon on for the first time because obviously, I mean, if if James Yon's dick could be any further down your throat, Scott, I think it'd be coming out <laughs> the other end of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Scott Scott talks this guy up like he's Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Which in his own right he is. But it, Scott's it, talking. It, but, yeah, got a little man. Yeah, oh, oh, big man cry. But so, so Scott's talking this guy up. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have to I have to share a spot with this guy. Like, how am I and although James is a very important person, does a hundred thousand different things, has been on a hundred thousand different things, has his own TV show, is on a network, the number three uh black network, apparently, that he told us he you would never know it you would never know it talking to james because he is the most down to earth so humble humble nicest guy you will ever meet and that thing where you said that uh james will laugh at your jokes even when they're not funny man i wish you did that more often (laughs) (laughs) now let me ask you a question so cliff notes cliff's notes have become a staple of our show yes um how was it for you writing Cliff's notes tonight, knowing that James Yon, an established stand-up comedian, was going to be on? Yeah, great, great question. I, it's not something I didn't think about, so it is something I thought about. Double negative. So it's something I thought about a lot uh, leading up to today. But a lot of stuff happened this week, which we'll talk about in segment two, that kind of prevented me from thinking a little bit more about my Cliff notes. Um you know, every once in a while, I have some premeditated cliff notes. And this week, I really wanted to have some because I really wanted to bring my A game. But just what happened with me this week uh, did not allow me to 
uh, do that. Uh, you know, I, I think about writing jokes all the time. Like, I, stupid stuff happens to me, and I think, oh, how can I spin this into a joke? The Yabba the Hut thing has been a joke that I've been. That was fucking my, brilliant. Yeah, I had and, my and back I need pocket. that. I need that on T Public <laughs> within the next couple of days yeah. because that was amazing. I had that in my back pocket for weeks, but had no idea how to spin. I was just telling my wife this. I wanted to because Sarah's a nerdy person, so I was gonna try to like do some like, oh, if she's gonna be slave land and call me Yabba the Hut or something like that. But I was like, that's not me. That's not my type of humor. I don't. I don't want to sexualize someone else for laughs. Uh, so oh, wait, I, I like, do it every week. I know. There's no shame in that. I know. I draw a line. <laughs> I've, I've only been married for a year here, Scott. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta draw a line somewhere. So I wasn't gonna do. So like, how am I gonna fit this in and then of course the the cosplay came up it's like all right here we go yabba the hut and uh it, the delivery uh i'm just really glad the, the the reaction was exactly how i thought it would be but um yeah uh, there was the uh there was a I, I heard about this uh this 16 foot log being washed up on the shore today on on <laughs> on, on satellite radio and i was like how could i spin that into a, a joke and i was like oh you know James Yon dick wa- D- James Yon's dick washes up on shore or something like that. So, <laughs> so it's like so a couple of the things uh, I forget what the other one was that was because uh, sometimes I'll do like my premeditated jokes are the um, are usually news things of the week funny oh the 11,000 migrants was literally like two hours ago I found I heard that 11,000 migrants stormed the border and this and that I was like alright well I gotta spin this I love spinning jokes that shouldn't be jokes <laughs> That's those are my favorite jokes to tell the ones that, sh- that really shouldn't be <laughs> And I, I, I said that one to my wife about the migrants because she actually she came home and she said, "Do you hear about the what's going on at the border?" I was like, "I honestly have no idea what you're talking about." And she told me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "What if I spun that and said that oh they're coming to to because they heard that Scott's lawn service was fire?" She's like, "No, I do not want to be the reason that you tell that joke because she's very <laughs> politically correct." And then I said that joke and I look over at her and she's staring at me. She's gonna be the <laughs> so talk about pulling back the curtain. I pulled back the green screen. So she, so I can see her, her face. Um, so there was like two jokes that I, uh, that I thought of. And of course I wanted to, the, uh, I wanted to include the whole, how much you love James Yan, but I, I do love writing these jokes during the episode. And this, this question has become a very long answer, but I do want to just kind of talk about this. Cause that's what this show's all about sometimes. So I did want to talk a lot about how you love James Young. You talk about it all the time. So I tried to fit that in, but I, I try my best not to think of a lot of stuff through the week because I like, I think I'm better at when I spontaneously uh, come up with these jokes on the spot. I think it, it lands a lot better. It uh, usually I can incorporate stuff that we're talking about and kind of sculpt the jokes that I thought of, you know, during the week and kind of, you know, cookie cutter, put them in. But uh, going back to your original question, saying in front of James Yan, um, you know, what's funny is I didn't like, I wanted to bring my A game, but there was no pressure for me tonight. I, I, I love doing this and I believe in my, my jokes. Like I think they're funny. And if no one else yes. thinks they're funny, then Hey, you know, I don't care. Cause I think they're funny. And it just so happened that James thought they were funny and hearing the praise from him was, uh, just super, super cool because comedy is something that I take a lot of pride in. I love making people laugh and to hear from somebody who does that for a living that they thought I was funny. It was just very, uh, it was just really cool to hear. I really, uh, that's some, that's a compliment that I will just always, you know, remember because that was just really cool. Cause James, James is someone that I look up, you look up to him. So I look yeah. up to him and it's just something, you know, yeah, and I, I popped on cause I, I missed that part of it. And I popped on right when you guys were talking about that part and 
right at the end of your cliff notes and to hear him say that like was really awesome because you are really good at um coming up with improv no, thank essentially you, is what it is and and improv's not no it, clearly it's not because i struggle <laughs> at it it's it's very intimidating and um because like you might think something's the funniest thing in the world then to not get a reaction at all you just kind of have to read the room and reading james is a hard thing because i don't know what his type of humor is but i just know that james appreciates comedy so i thought you know what i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do anything differently this week i'm just gonna do the same thing i usually do and uh, i think he'll appreciate it just because a comedian's gonna appreciate comedy at the end of the day no matter if it's you know their style or not they'll still find the way and just like him say, saying a couple of the, like actually like pointing out a couple of my jokes and saying, oh, I really like this joke. That was kind of cool to me. Like, it's like, I never really dissected what I put. I just say things and I forget about them. But for him to remember something was, was pretty cool. I, I've been really, look. I've been looking forward to the next time that James is on, not just because James is coming back on, but I really was excited about him hearing Cliff Notes because it's such an important segment to the show because I think adding cliff notes to the, the the show really elevated the show to a different level that we were on before. And I wanted you to be able to hear that validation from someone who is a professional comedian. You know, it's one thing for me to tell you it's so funny. It, you know, it's right. even a, a better thing, but it's another thing for our listeners to tell you how funny it is. But for a stand-up comedian, someone who makes a living telling jokes to turn around and, and I was, looking forward to that because i knew you would get that validation from him and uh i'm just i'm so glad that it happened that way yeah it was it was very cool it's something that i'll probably you know I'll always remember and just it, it was definitely a boost of confidence moving forward like you know what i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing and you know if if you know people like i'm sure people do like it and if they don't oh well because i like it you know um but that's enough about james like i said in my cliff notes this is about us so when we come back, we will start talking more about us. This is yeah, because Nick is feeling about. left out. He goes, clearly, yeah. this is not the Nick show this week. Sorry, yeah, Nick. I, I'm so yeah, sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. I was filling in for Chris because he couldn't be on <laughs> the other It's true. true. That's the thing. So I had to you in. would know more of what we were talking about had you not been on Diz His and been watching in the... I'm just kidding. Alex. I was being a nice person. And <laughs> All right. This is No New Friends After Dark. We will be right back. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs on a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hey everybody, it's Scott from the No New Friends podcast. If you'd like to hear all of our episodes, all of our past episodes, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links to all of our old episodes are there. If you didn't understand an inside joke or just wanted to re-listen to something, just check it out. It's nonewfriendspodcast.com, or you can check us out on all streaming platforms.
Welcome back to No New Friends After Dark. I'm sorry, the last counting didn't work because I, uh, if, if it wasn't 2023, I would have thought I had COVID. <laughs> if, if, I'm so glad they ended the uh, worldwide pandemic, so now COVID is actually is gone. Uh, Joe Biden, you oh. did it. Thank you so much, Joe. You said you were going to do it. You got rid of COVID. Thank you. Not just get rid of my wife's student loans. That'd be great. Um, so anyway, you got rid of 10. percent It's fine. Speak to who? <laughs> I didn't get any. I didn't get a letter. Um, <laughs> speaking about debt. I tried to go. On, I ju- I tried to go into a lot of debt uh, this week. Scott. I thought you said speaking of dead, and I was like, speaking uh, of dead, I, I was like, Are we dead? Jimmy what? Carter's still fucking alive. I know. I think Jimmy Carter's more alive than Joe Biden is. Actually, has anyone checked <laughs> on Joe right? Biden? Um, <laughs> like that's we we need to get Mary's <laughs> prop up. We need to get Mary's family a pet Jimmy Carter. That will that won't die. I tell you what, if it was if it was uh, Jimmy Carter, if Jimmy Carter ran against Joe Biden, I'd probably vote Jimmy Carter. I think that he's probably a little. <laughs> probably a little more lively actually um so anyway I, I really think joe biden might be a corpse i think i, I we'll, we'll talk about that more another day but i really think yeah, that he could jimmy carter really should be decom- decomposing right now and yeah. instead he's still alive i know and we have a dead guy as president like we're like our our, <laughs> old, our our prior presidents are alive and our current presidents are dead i don't i don't get it and then our prior presidents want to go that far are with also <laughs> i want to go that far with the prior <laughs> well, our previous president is in jail right now so <laughs> well almost he, he almost he he, he, he kind Might of well be. yeah he kind got of, arrested kind of raped someone apparently he kind, kind of, of did kind of did. i don't really get it kind I don't of watch some the, other illegal stuff yeah i don't watch the news um Speaking of bad Republicans, uh, Clarence Thomas is in the news again. <laughs> so, um, debt, right. So, the debt ceiling. No, no, not the debt ceiling. We're not talking about it. So, uh, so, this last week, I tried to go into a lot of debt. And no, I'm not talking about my trading card obsession. I am talking about buying a house. And like I talked about in the previous segment, I was not in a great place the last couple of days. Because guess what? I am not in a lot of debt. Uh, mortgage debt. I am in a lot of credit card debt. I am not in a lot of mortgage debt uh, as we speak right now because I was denied for the house that I was looking at. So pulling well, back hold, curtain. Yes. Hold up. Go ahead. When you say, well, do you want to tell the story or do you yeah, want me to yeah, correct yeah, your yeah, denial? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, Go yes, ahead. because I was denied for the house. Out. I was denied for the house, but we'll hear. So You'll hear actually. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went to go look at a house. Uh, we loved it. It was our perfect house. Uh, we actually looked at a house about six months ago that was the same style, and we're like, um, it just didn't work out with that house because there was too much work that needed to be done structurally, like the the uh, the ceilings were caving in. So I was like, yeah, probably not the right house for us. Probably don't want a house with the ceiling caving in and black mold in the bathroom and stuff. So we passed on that one. This one popped up. It was under budget. Uh, so what we did was we got pre-approved. We got approved for plenty more than what the they were asking for the house. Uh, so we bid a bit, we made an offer for the house. Um, a considerable what I would think is a considerable oh, I can't even talk tonight. Considerable. I feel like Alex. A considerable amount uh, above what they were asking, which in today's day and age is not a considerable amount. Um, they were asking two thirty five. We bid about I think like around fifteen thousand more than that. So we're like, you know, we'll do this. Wave inspections. Like we're just like, just give us the house. Like we don't even care. We don't. If if this house is half uh, termite infested wood, I don't care. Like there's no inspection going on. Just give it to us. Here's the money. And uh, 
we were one of 15 offers and we were denied. We found out last night and I was kind of devastated by that. I just felt destroyed. I felt like a failure. I felt like, uh, I just felt like I, like, it's just like I lost and it's like, man, that's a shitty feeling. And, um, it was um, kind of like eye-opening to me, like, man, this market that we're in is a seller's market. And as someone who's who's coined as the scumbag reselling hoarder, like someone who sells and like for fun, uh, being on the opposite end of that sucks. It's because when I buy something at a thrift store, right, for five bucks, and I sell it for, a, or I list it on eBay for 150, right, my dad's like, why are you paying so much for like, why are you selling this for so much? And I say, well, dad, cause I own it. And if they want it, they got to get it from me. I, I, I listen, I have them in a corner so they can either pay me or they just don't get it at all. And that's exactly the opposite side that I was on is uh, it's a seller's market and people that own these houses, um, they can do whatever they want. They can ask whatever they want. We submit our offers and then they say, hey, we want best and final offer. Well, everyone's going to go up on their offer now. And it doesn't matter. They can do that. You guys never heard of best and final offer when you guys were buying houses. There was no such thing because there was plenty of houses to buy. Uh, there was houses on the market for years back then. You guys are old as shit. Like you guys had. And by old as shit, I mean you bought a house uh, during the most pristine time. Um, so. So now we're back at square one. We're kind of coping with the fact that we're going to be stuck in this apartment attached to my parents' house for a little while longer, which just sucks because it's like we were, we were ready to move out, uh, but the world is not ready for us. <laughs> Houses are so damn expensive. And for us to buy a house with our budget is like buying a house that we um, could afford two of like three years ago. That's the part that sucks. It's like these little, these little, like, these little houses are selling for what uh, a house three times the size would be selling for a couple years ago. It sucks. So what I want to know is, were you guys ever in a situation like this where um, you, you felt like you were ready to do something, you felt like ready to get into, so you move on to the next chapter in your life and just it just life just smacked you right in the face, whether it be a house or whether it be a really anything, uh, because this is, this is hard for me, man. And I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know how to move on from this. This is tough. Yeah. For me, it usually ended up in a, uh, unplanned pregnancy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Darren, I love you, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> You know, Chris, I, I I shared with you, and we've we've talked a little bit about this. And l let me let me take a step back before I talk about this. I was um and and we talked about this a little bit today. I was very I was very concerned because you've let me in in the process, and you know, obviously, I was rooting for you. This is something you really wanted, but but yeah. more so, I was concerned about the if you didn't get it, what that was going to do to you. Yeah, and uh, and how I was. I didn't know. Lose. Yeah, Scott, I didn't know it was going to hit me this hard. Oh, I knew it was. I knew it was. Um, and and really, I need you to be on your game with productivity with the podcast. So no, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I, I uh, no, I was concerned because I know, I know, I, I've I've in this two years that we've known each other, mm -hmm. two plus years that we've known each other, I've kind of learned your tendencies and kind of what your triggers are, and yeah. I know that there's there's work triggers and then there's personal, and I knew that you not getting this was going to do this to you 
where you would, it wouldn't be like, okay, well we didn't, because I told you, I said, Hey, sometimes it doesn't happen, but then the perfect house comes next or, or right, maybe not right. next, but then, but, but that's my rationalization who, and I don't have any, any mental health illnesses or anything like that. I knew what this could do to you because it's questionable. It's it. What? Well, yeah, it's questionable. it's questionable. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I don't have any admit anyway. So I, what I knew it could do to you is you could see this one because this is the first house you put an offer on, right? Second, second. Okay. Yeah, the first one was unrealistic because we offered the asking price. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I knew I knew that this could potentially cause a spiral for you. Yeah. Where you'd be like, oh my gosh, everybody's offering outside of what we want to pay and all that. The housing market is super weird right now. And yeah. and we talked a little bit about this. If you wait a couple of years, and, and maybe not a couple of years, a year or two, mm. this bar, and, and I know that's tough to hear, but that's this, the hard this, thing this, to hear. I man. know. I get it. I get it. Yep. But long term, I think you're going to be happier that you waited because, you know, mm -hmm. this house you were looking at was 1,800 square feet. Okay, for that same price that you were willing to pay for the eighteen hundred square feet, you may be able to get that. Uh, you may be able to put that price on double the square footage sure. a couple of years from now. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and do I think you're do I think you were settling with that house right now? No, I don't think that. Right, but you know, it, no, I see what I, you're saying. Yeah, see what you're and, saying but for sure. but that's e that's easy for me to say. That's easy for me yeah. to say because I can make that rationalization because I don't have those anxiety things. I don't have those the world's crushing down on me type thoughts right. because I got this one denial. You know, and, yeah. And Nick, what he's not saying is he's texting me from one of his seven bedrooms and his fucking mansion. <laughs> well, well, you know, I have four bedrooms. <laughs> funny thing with that, and and this is where it kind of ties in. This was not the first house that we wanted. You know, when when we were looking at houses, there was another house that I really, really wanted. Now it was a good sixty five thousand dollars more than this house, mm -hmm. just because of the zip code, not because of the square footage, not because uh, of the amenities, nothing, just the zip code. One was in Windermere, one was in. Winter Garden, which is poor man's Windermere. Okay. So we actually got more house and a better house for less because it's in a lower zip code. Right. 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 But I was really upset because one, I didn't understand the process. Two, I, and, and a lot of it, I blamed Rachel and it, it, it caused a significant little argument. I was like, you waited too long to get everything going because you, you wanted to noodle on it. We loved it, but you're like, no, I got a noodle on it. And then we lost it because of time. That really wasn't the reason. It, we, we never put an offer on it, but I really, we really wanted to. And it took a little bit too long to get the pre-approval letter because of the lender right. that she was using was not as fast as the lender that I wanted to use. Um, cause they were like, what do you mean your husband doesn't have any income? <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. I had, <laughs> I had a significant income at that time. This uh, guy has great credit, but why is his income like 5% of what, <laughs> what you made? But anyway, that was really hard for me. And honestly, I put my hands up and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just stay here in, in our town home right. because I don't want to go through this heartbreak again. I don't mm. want to go through yeah. really wanting this house and really being excited about this house. And then it doesn't happen. Sure. Yeah. I wonder what that feels like. Nick, have you, 
<laughs> Nick, have you been? In, I don't know if you've been in a situation like this with a house, but have you been in a situation with anything like this? Maybe a guy. <laughs> all the guys. <laughs> I always want all the guys. And don't want me back, so. For those of you at home, peeling back right? the curtain, we have a gay quota that we have to meet per episode. Um, at least, so talk yeah, at least twenty-five percent of the episode has yeah. to be super gay. <laughs> Otherwise, you're homophobic. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. We'll get canceled if we don't <laughs> reach that quota. Uh, <laughs> as far as houses go, we were on the seller side on our mm. last house, where we had those offers right. coming in. So for us, it was beneficial. Scumbag. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> but it, it, it does suck, and and like he said too, it's like that right house is going to come along. And when, when he said that, it actually made me think about something we learned in adoption class, too, is that there is going to be adoptions that mm-hmm. might come in where it's going to be a failed adoption. It's not going to go through. And that's just not meant to be your babies, how they try to train that in us because of us that deal with these um, mental health issues. It, we're going to spiral yeah. no matter mm-hmm. what. But hearing little things like that, like the right house is going to come along for me that would be helpful obviously it's different for everybody too. it's a good way to look at it and it, it's it, go ahead scott no yeah, yeah nick you're 100 right and i think that the problem is when you're in when you're in what you're in it's hard to hear that it's hard to hear that and be like uh, because right mm-hmm. now it's like no fuck it it's never gonna happen and you're hearing from two different people your your right house is going to come along or your right baby is going to come along or whatever but when you're in that situation you don't want to hear that yeah. You don't believe that. And I get it. But but I think we've established over, you know, especially the last episode of After Dark and the course of this podcast that everything happens for a reason. Whether mm-hmm. it's a higher it's power being God or the universe or whatever it is that you believe in, things happen in a certain way for a reason. We can get super deep with it with with what Nick shared with us last week, or we can get to, you know, Chris, we randomly met you. Through the Podfather Remy. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't happen. I don't know that this podcast exists today. I think it fizzles out and it's something, it, it, it becomes something else down the road or I get discouraged or whatever. But randomly meeting you, now here we are doing these important Wednesday episodes. Absolutely. And we've built these great friendships and the podcast is bigger, is bigger than I uh, thought it could be at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. It's hard to hear in the moment. And it's I get a hard, that. yeah, it's a mental hard pill health to swallow. or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow because what, what happens is Emily finds the houses and then I take point really on, uh, closing the deal. Um, the, the realtor we use is someone that I, uh, that actually helped buy the property for the business, which a lot easier to buy a business property because everyone's working, working virtually. So a lot easier to get a physical, uh, commercial property than a house. But, um, so I'm trying to close this deal. I'm trying to, you know, it's my first time really getting into the nitty gritty with with buying a house so um, i'm talking to him on, on different verbiage and, and and um and you know waving this and waving that and offering this and offering that and like oh you know let's start here well because we know where they're going to come with best and final then we'll offer this and i i take pride in my um ability to be able to sell things or buy things for that matter i guess you'd say uh that's what i've done my whole life so I kind of felt like when this fell through, I kind of let, I, I just feel, I know I didn't, but I, I feel like I let Emily down. I feel, I, I feel like I let myself down. I, you know, I, I just feel like there's so much pressure just riding on. I thought there was so much pressure riding on this. So 
when everything fell through. I just it, it sucks to lose. And as a Philadelphia sports fan, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm you an should expert. be used to it. I'm an, I am an expert <laughs> on that. And you'd think I'd be numb to it by now, but um, consider. I don't get that <laughs> reference. <though. laughs> Has to do with balls. I'll talk to you about it later, Nick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. So I don't know. It was just I felt like there was a lot riding. Like, this was my house. I put in the offer, and it was my house. I uh, I'm not used. To, uh, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to like. I don't know. It's just sucks. Well, it's like they didn't. It's not like they didn't pick you because of who you are. They have no idea who anybody is when when they're selling yeah. these houses. They're, I think, legally not even allowed to know. So, obviously, I have nothing to do against you. So keep that in mind. It's something. Yeah, it's just. I guess it's how deep your pockets are, and it came to the point where it's like this house, Scott. You saw the pictures, and I don't know if I sent the link in the um the Facebook chat or not to you, Nick, but. The house was right out of the what eighties, Scott. You would know better than me. It was it, <laughs> every every ha- every room needed to be redone, uh, which was fine because we were willing to do that. I looked at it as a blank canvas, and that we could. I mean, if you saw the property that my business is in, you and you saw it today, you know, six months after we bought it, you you know you would never recognize that they were the same building. I love taking things and renovating them. I love doing my own work. Emily and I turn the apartment we live in now into something modern and we were ready to do that. So that's why we could only offer so much is because we knew tens of thousands of dollars over the course of the next, however many years needed to be put into this house. They had a sixties style oven and it wasn't, and I say style. No, it was a sixties oven. Like it was, yeah, no, this oven was so old that Sarah got super excited about it because she's into like very thrift yes old school type things. yes like honestly nick they could have done they could have if they ever decided to remake the carousel of progress they could have done it in that house oh it was <laughs> <laughs> there was wallpaper in every room yeah they had they had the, the uh, couple of the newer rooms had popcorn ceiling figure, figure yeah figure that one out the newer rooms had popcorn ceiling um and it was just like we we went <laughs> funny story. We went into the bathroom, and for like three minutes, we didn't turn the light on because we couldn't find the light switch because it was blended in with the wallpaper. Because they put <laughs> wallpaper over the over the light switch, like panel. Chris had to be educated on what exactly wallpaper is. <laughs> I was just pissed that it was like the wallpaper was up so nicely, and there was no seams and everything. Who does your contact paper? <laughs> no, yeah. so i guess at the end of the day you know i i I do have to practice what i preach i said last week everything happens for a reason it's a lot easier said than done but uh everything does happen for a reason i know the house that we do find uh because we want it to be our forever home we don't want to have a starter home so just a lot of pressure man uh we do live in this compound that we talked about a couple weeks ago where all my family lives essentially. And when we move out, my, my sister and her boyfriend will move into this. So that was kind of a little bit of pressure riding on me too. Cause I really want them to uh, be given the opportunity that we were given to be able to live in this space for, you know, very low rent and to be able to kind of gain their footing before they move out to, it's a really good, a uh, really good starter place, really good, what I call stepping stone. Uh, I just don't want any, I, I don't want many more stepping stones. I want, I want, <laughs> I just, I want that, that, that house. And with this market that we're in, it just feels impossible uh, to be able to get that. But it's, it's tough and it's an up and down market. I've been hearing different things from friends that are in the real estate. And I know for a minute, like 
it was easier to get right. spouses, and now it's getting tougher again. Yeah, so. it's uh, peaks it's, and valleys, and I've seen more. Yeah. I think I I think I make offers for houses in all of the peaks of the market, and uh, and I got to wait for one of those one of those valleys. But um, I don't know um, if this is the the worst thing that I have to worry about. I guess uh, my life is pretty good. You know what I mean? So it's like we're healthy. We're you know we. We both have jobs. So it's like at the end of the day, it's an inconvenience, but it's not something that's detrimental to our lives. And I think that's what we're kind of, you know, talking about right now. So, yeah, it sucks, but just remember you have a roof over your exactly. head. You have family around you. Right. You so, along that way. So, um, it is what it is. Um, when I do get a house, I will invite. Um, all of you up here, and I, I'm going to do that. All of our patrons, everybody, because I know uh, everyone lives very far away, so no one will be able to come. But I will extend the invite to make it look like I'm very polite and extending an invite to everybody. So I just did just want to throw that out there for you. Well, and now, listen, Nick's a travel agent, so I know he will be there because he'll probably have cops. If if you, you, <laughs> you want to book a a trip to New Jersey for the housewarming. Um, contact any other vacation planning company except for Sandpiper Vacations because Nick does not want to book your fucking trip to New Jersey. <laughs> Who the hell wants to go there? <laughs> Nick. You have to pump your own gas. No, or, no, 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 they they don't pump it for them. They're uh, lazy sorry. asses. But Nick, we don't have to worry about gas, man. Come on. I right, so you and I don't Come have to worry on. about it. We have oh, um, before we go to break, I do want to say a quick story. Nick, I uh, we do have the same car. We both have an electric car. I got in my car today. I turned it on, and it said that everything was malfunctioning, and I had a heart attack. And I started <laughs> – it was the scariest thing ever. As yours, has your car ever done that? I haven't done that, but so with the car, you can use your phone as yes. your key. So I leave my – Okay, wait, please please tell me about this, because I had a scare the other day. So today, today I'm like, I I took the car out, and I was texting Sean, and I noticed, like, the internet signal was being really crappy Uh on my phone, and it seems like there was an outage or something with AT&T. The car didn't recognize my phone (laughs) for, like, 10 minutes, so I'm, like, sitting there, like, waiting for either my phone's work or the car, and there's a backup password you can put in, and I'm like, shit, I don't remember this password. (laughs) We stuck here. <laughs> so that happened to me two weeks ago. I uh, on every Monday we go to my uh, my my mother and father in law's house, and uh, we we get into my car, and I I keep my spare key at my office. I don't know why. I don't know why I would need it there, but I keep it at the office, which is like twenty minutes away from us. So, um, and my other spare key, oh, you know, God help me, I have no idea where that thing is. Um, so. It's probably in in a pocket in the wash. I have no idea where that thing is. So I'm like, my phone. I got this electric car. My phone's my key, man. I don't need to. So I get into the car. Well, I didn't. I don't get in the car. I go to the car. I'm clicking the button to open the door. It's not opening. Um, so I'm like, all right, this happens sometimes. So I use the little code on the thing that I just changed. So I remembered it because I forgot my old one. So I did just change it. Changed it. And, you know, pop it in. Boom. I'm in the car. Click on the thing, says phone does not, you know, no phone here, no phone is key. And I was like, all right, you know, this happens sometimes. So I turn on my, make sure my Bluetooth's on, everything's on, and we're sitting there for 10 minutes, like you said, and it is not going. And uh, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to call. Uh, first of all, I'm blocking my, my in-law's driveway because I park at the bottom of their driveway because we're there for an hour. So no one's leaving or going. So I'm blocking them in. 
Uh, and I'm like, I, I, I can't drive this out. Like, I'm going to have to call my parents to pick me up to, <laughs> to, so that I could go home to get Emily's car, to go to my office to get my spare key because I don't know where my spare key is at home. And then to drive back to go. So anyway, needless to say, after 10 minutes, uh, it finally figured out my phone was in the car and I did make the password. Um, the next day, my phone doesn't work. I type in the password and I forgot it already. So... <laughs> this is No New Friends After Dark. It's... We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, you. You want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. All right, we're back. Well, actually, we've been here the whole time. We've literally just been, you know, this, the break that we took was like four seconds long. Uh, but now you're back with No New Friends After Dark. I want to dive a little bit into Nick. I, I want to dive <laughs> wow. a little bit. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. My um, mind wanders wait, sometimes. Didn't you do that on episode one? Let's see what my talk about. So... <laughs> Last week you were at forty five percent. We're we're wow. we're getting dangerously close to above fifty. Yeah, this is uh, wow. This is uh, the, the gaze changing people one person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, I want to dive a little bit into Nick's weekend. Wow. Okay. So I'm a little confused about this, Nick. So we were uh, we were messaging last week and you said that you were having a, a garage sale do you call them garage sales or yard sales or rummage sales or what do you call them in ohio i call it a garage sale even though my sign said yard okay. sale because i had some stuff out in my driveway so okay like so. scott's okay, generation for, for, calls it a rummage sale i think for, forget about ohio what do you call it in the gay community oh i don't know they they do have a neighborhood a little little peak 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 and pay that would be the place for you to go to buy stuff and resell it. Really? You Ooh. know the gays have They're like bougie, right? Vintage. Bougie, vintage. Oh, like that's a, I'm writing that down. Gayborhood yard sales. <laughs> oh, but what but what days of the week? Because I'm sure there's yard sales that are different than actual garage sales. Where is this probably it's not on Tuesday because that's the top of the night. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do Sunday because of brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, Saturday, we're at the club. All right, Nick, so. can you stop talking? We hit our gay quota. Maybe. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the club. Uh, so, okay. So, the reason why I'm confused is you said, were you actually having a yard sale on a Friday or were you just getting ready for the yard sale? I had it on Friday, Saturday. Is that a gay thing? A yard sale on a Friday? It's a straight people is it? thing. Because I've never done it on a Friday before. I always did it on Saturday, and then like Sunday was kind of like right, open, right, right. Just clean up day. Yeah. 
But my neighborhood people were like, oh, dude, on Friday, you'll get better business. And it was actually busier. No, Friday, are you serious? Friday. Really? Like, people, like, I I was planning to open at 9 a.m., which meant I actually started setting up at 8 30 uh-huh. a.m. because <laughs> I'm like, oh, nobody's going to be here. People were driving around the neighborhood. Sean left for work at 7. People were driving around the neighborhood, scoping out the houses to see, like, playing out fucking old, white, middle-aged white people, right? No. Oh, for me, it's everything because you, it was everything, Chris, it's especially when you have a neighborhood garage sale type situation, it's insane that you'd get different waves. You get your old people wave, Mm -hmm. you get your reseller wave, you get your jewelry, jewelry buyer reseller Mm -hmm. waves. Oh yeah. You get your, your tech or nerdy kids that are looking for video on gaming. Yeah. Yeah, there's the video game guy. Like, I was texting my sister in law because she was in the other neighborhood that was connected to ours in a garage sale, too. She's like, there's a guy that just already stopped over mm-hmm. asking for video games. And of course, he was there 10 minutes of later. Course. Yeah, people are like vultures yes. in the morning. And of course, all I have is baby girl clothes that I'm selling this year because. Oh, you were selling Sean's sell. clothes? <laughs> <laughs> But there are people that come and ask for baby stuff. Like there, there is a baby crowd. Yeah, and we—I mean, we had a lot because we had it packed up from the past five years of her. I think baby clothes and furniture are probably the number one and two items that people look for. You would think, but I didn't sell as many as I was hoping for because I saw a shit ton. But she's also very spoiled (laughs) because she's got two dads. She's got. Mm grandparents buying her shit the neighbors giving us hand this hand me down so so friday was your busy day. so listen when i have a yard sale we used to have a jewelry store right so i have a lot of old jewelry and um like i know what how much i paid for i pay penny for this stuff because we used to we used to rob people so so um so we'll talk about that another time so uh i have a lot of of next time on jersey man florida man uh (laughs) Not physically, local jeweler, jeweler, just morally raw people. So, uh, so I have a lot of a lot of old stuff, and um, I used to love when I looked younger because when I'd go to when I have these yard sales, people would think, "Oh my gosh, this kid doesn't even know what he has here," and I was doing it for a living, so I knew exactly what I had here. So I always go on my Craigslist and my my Facebook, and I put uh, jewelry, you know, yard sales. We have jewelry, silver, gold, da da da. Um. Starts at eight o'clock and in all caps, no early birds. Don't you know a fucking early birds ringing the doorbell at like six thirty in the morning? Six thirty in the morning, and it's this old, this like middle aged white guy who's trying to get over on me. Oh, you have jewelry? Yeah, I have jewelry. I, like, listen, I told him I have, I had a jewelry store. Like, I'm telling this guy, like, listen, I had a jewelry store. Like, I'm not gonna waste your time. And I had about seventy silver rings. And um, he goes, how much for all this? And I was like, well, I'm going to have to count it up. Like, I'm not just going to give it like, don't just give me 50 bucks. So I added up. I was like, all right, it'll be like 600 bucks. So like, all right, I think I'll pass. It took me like 15 minutes to, to add everything up. And then I'm setting up and you have all these people just hawking you for stuff. This woman comes up and she said, you said you had gold here. Well, <laughs> Three yard, three garage sales ago, I had gold, but now I have like one pair of earrings left. So I, of course, I still put in the ad. I have gold because I'm not <laughs> lying. I'm just, you know, 
so yeah, there's one. One. There, there is gold technically. And I was like, oh yeah, there here's these earrings. And she's like, she's pissed. She's under breath. She's like, oh, I stayed out here all this time for this. She was literally parked outside the house for two hours before the yard sale started. Two hours. And um she was disappointed, but hey, that's not my problem. Um, I still ended <laughs> the day with with a pocket full of cash and we have donuts on yard sale days. So I had a stomach full of donuts. And um, mm. how does that differentiate from any other day? It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I have a donut. Uh, <laughs> God damn day. it. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yard sales uh, up here. We used to do it on a Saturday. Never did a Friday, but that's interesting. A Friday. Yeah, I think I kind of learned it from my mother, I feel, because I know she used to do a neighborhood God sale, and I remember they did it on Fridays, but I felt like their Fridays, they did it in the evening, and I I just started in the morning at 9 a.m. and closed it down at like 3 o'clock. But, so, so I opened it for three days. The very first day, I just slowly put in crap out because I had so much baby. And that's clothes. like that's the day that you're just like finding shit around your house. Like, ah, we don't need this lamp anymore. Uh, exactly, like, Sean was literally in the house. He's like, I'm going to find some video games. So he brought out the three video games. I'm like, I don't know what to listen to. Like, as soon for. as you make your first sale, it's like, oh, I can sell anything to these people. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting on Piper to run in and start grabbing more toys when she learned that, like, oh, she yeah. could get money to yeah, buy new things. I don't need a kid, like, running out with but, my shit. It's like. <laughs> so I, I opened a box of, like, men's clothes and I found a pair of Crocs oh. in there. So, backstory on the Crocs. I won a contest last year for Patron to go to Cabo, okay. and they gave us like a nice little travel kit with like t-shirts and sunglasses and a pair of bright from bright yellow from hair. the guy who takes eighteen vacations a year for work. <laughs> he wins a trip. Yeah, you're the last person who's going to win a vacation. <laughs> They're like, weren't you just on vacation? I'm like, I had the pay for that. <laughs> I actually entered the contest on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they gave us a pair of bright yellow crocs i'm like one crocs are not in the homosexual community that much it's more on the lesbian community <laughs> Interesting. Two, wow so we're lesbians scott I guess I'm, just, so. I'm just making up <laughs> i'm making up facts <laughs> um, just putting that on the lesbians. Two, they're bright they're bright yellow like who on earth would wear bright yellow scott. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> But so I item in the package still brand new with the tags on it. I put them on the garage sale. I'm like, I'm gonna put three bucks on these. They're they're free. I don't uh, know. Right, Let's right. put it on them. Literally, this lady comes two minutes after I put these Crocs out and is trying to offer me two dollars. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, ma'am. I'm like, I, today's the first day. I'm like, I'm not dropping price. <laughs> steady today. at three for these forty dollar Crocs. <laughs> yeah, brand new. <laughs> so. She kept trying to go back at me again. She's like, I'll give you $2. I'm like, I was like, no, $3. And then she finally paid the $3. I'm like, bitch, I work hard for that extra dollar. <laughs> for those free Crocs. That, like, like <laughs> I, I, that's the word. Like, you're literally, you put out $40 brand new Crocs for three bucks. Like, no, no, th- these, these look like $2. Yeah. What the f- like, where, where are you coming up with this logic? And she didn't even look at the size or anything. So I don't even know what she wanted them for. Like, like they're just bright, something bright yellow that she wanted. <laughs> She just wanted to. She just wanted to go back and cry. I just got the deal for these these babies. Yeah. Two dollars, three dollar Crocs. So yeah, when I was when I was younger, and I'd sell like one of my action figures, 
I'd be like, you know, because you bring you bring the old action figures out, you bring the old wrestlers out, and you keep the good ones inside. Once you make your first sale, you're sprinting inside. Like, oh, I don't give a, I don't give a shit about this one anymore. I'm selling you, and you walk inside. You know, you walk out with all your your stuff. You, you make all this money, but you do you do get depressed. You do walk back in with depression because you just sold all of your shit for like three dollars <laughs> to a to a Hispanic middle aged woman who is going to resell it on eBay. <laughs> Don't, don't even get me started on when I set sold all of my Nintendo games, original Nintendo games for 20 bucks. Oh, I was so pissed at you. I, that was, that was in the, within the past few <laughs> that years. Was like, years. That was 10 years before we met, but still. No, no. Two, you had a yard sale and you're like, oh yeah, I sold. I did, I sold no, I didn't sell the Nintendo. He only offered me 75. Uh, huh? Yeah, he only, no, this was, I sold all of my Nintendo games at like, uh, ten years ago, five, uh, five to ten years. I don't know. Oh, my, oh, my daughter's eleven years ago. Sold them for twenty bucks for all my oh, games. Oh yeah, Nick. We won't tell Scott, but like, during the pandemic, there's this big video game boom, and all that stuff's probably ten times. Oh, yeah, you know, it's worth ten mm-hmm. times as much as it was. But we for sure, we'll, we'll cut that out. Scott, do you enjoy selling all the stuff that Rachel buys uh, <laughs> at yard sales? <laughs> no, she enjoys selling all my shit that I had from before. It's hard for us, Scott. Us hoarders, it's hard for Nick. Do you have a physical? Like, do you have any emotional attachments? Is that is that why you kept? Uh, is that why you kept your daughter's clothes for that long? Yeah, I we had kept it just because we we talked about going back to the adoption route again. Oh, um, uh, so you're like, yeah, just in so case. So kind of held on to it just in case because we're like, oh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, finally, made the decision that we're not going to mm-hmm. go back and kind of let go, and I. I had bins, so much baby clothes, and I kept going through and like, I was actually nice. Like my garage sale is like people are commenting it. They're like, it's very organized. I had boxes for every single size clothing, and every time I go through the box and organize stuff, I pull out a shirt and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember when I wore this stuff, God. And so I have like three bins now of like memory <laughs> shirts that I kept aside and pulled stuff out. So, um, did you? When you were going through your stuff to sell, did you find any of your daughter's teeth? Or is that just a Scott thing? <laughs> no, delete, 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 delete. I literally just said, Chris asked us if we had an emotional connection to stuff. Chris, did you not hear the first five episodes of Nanny Friends podcast? I literally fucking kept my kids' teeth. <laughs> Sean Case on in the, the closet. <laughs> Well, <laughs> feature, feature Piper. Feature, feature Piper. <laughs> when you're old enough to listen to this, do not go in the closet. <laughs> Your father does not I, murder people. I don't know. It's, what, it's yours. <laughs> I mean, I I probably would have saved them as well too somewhere, but I don't know if he's gonna like put them in like a thing and like organize them like a little tea. <laughs> make, a, make a nice necklace for uh for yeah. Mardi Gras, maybe. Uh, maybe uh, might be interesting. Do you ever just like okay? So you you were passed down this this furniture. Do you ever just get shit from your relatives that you just really don't want, man? And it's just like, it's like, oh, I want you to have this fucking recliner that's been in our family for for yeah. for forty forty thousand years, and it's you know it's paisley and it's 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 velvet and it's like, but it's it's your family's, and you're like, I don't like I don't want this, but like you can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, we had. We had a kitchen table, mm. I think, that was my grandparents. And of course, it was like passed down to me. And I'm pretty sure I sold it on Craigslist. 
<laughs> stop, it's, it's, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, guys, stop passing stuff down. Like, we don't want your stuff. Like, we just don't. It's not cool anymore. That's why you got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I had, like, our neighbors kept doing, like, hand-me-downs, the Piper of, like, all of her clothes and toys and stuff. And I had so much of that stuff that I was trying to sell, too. So, yes, I'm making money off of it <laughs> because it wasn't mine. But also, I had so much crap. Like, she came down one day with, like, all these a bag full of stuffed animals. <laughs> and they're really nice, like, Mickey Mouse and everything. So... If anybody wants to say hyper vacations. <laughs> well, if you book a vacation with us, we'll throw in a free a stuff animal. We'll throw it in for free. <laughs> <laughs> I literally told Sean that. I was like, Sean, should I put these like on the garage sale or should I just like bring them with the client? <laughs> a little swag bag of uh, gently used stuffed animals. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll for yeah, them. There, there's just like there's just stuff that's like uh like it's like a my all my grandparents have passed away unfortunately but emily's grandparents are still living and uh like they she just sold their house her grandmother just sold her house and she was a hoarder man i thought i was a hoarder she was she was definitely a hoarder and she's like trying to pawn off all this stuff and it's like would anybody this has to go to somebody and it was like it was like a crib it was like a uh, a baby doll crib made of oh it's like oh my my grandmother made this and it's like i it's like um this is where i draw the line like this is we cannot this cannot be in our house. Like this is gonna start rocking in the middle of the night. This is gonna like this is like we're gonna go out. There's gonna be some like demon baby in this ghost baby rock. I don't even believe in ghosts. I'm like this thing is haunted. Like there's no way we can bring this into the house. And um, it's it, we actually use it as a coffee table. We uh we turned it upside down and um and it actually looks quite nice. But um. It's, it's you know uh marriage is a is a you know you, you give you give some yeah, it's like when you, you give a lot when sean's grandma passed away i learned a lot more about her than i <laughs> thought i knew <laughs> she lived in a house that was over 100 years old and i knew she was kind of a hoarder not not in a bad sense that like the floors were just covered with shit but she's a very organized mm-hmm. hoarder so we went down in her creepy basement she used to make um pottery so oh, she no. had tons probably probably thousands of pottery that she had to, she made she made those old um light up christmas trees that i end up was able to sell for good money because they're people are, are it's coming back and everything too plus it was homemade but she had those she made quilts too she had probably two or three oh quilts. my god what 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 do you need with 200 quilts around your house oh my god <laughs> but she i mean she kept everything like anytime like you'd get a butter dish she would keep that because you can use that for anything <laughs> um it, it was a lot of yeah. items that she just instead of recycling it she didn't yeah want see nick so you bring up a good point so Old people, it's like if smartphones were introduced like 50 years ago, there wouldn't be those two or 300 quilts, right? So my grandmother, she passed away when, oh my gosh, 94 years old. My grandmother lived a long life. She lived in the apartment that I'm living in now. When she first moved in, um, when she first moved in, she started the quilting thing, right? And I, you can tell how bored and how old a a grandmother is by how many quilted things they have in their house because they start with the quilt. And then they just, they've they've made as many quilts as they can. And they do the comforter. They do the little doily comforter. And then they they start making the the, uh, valances for the windows. 
and then they make the uh, table covers, and then they make oh, and then they make the little couple. My my, I kid you not, I kid you not. My mom, <laughs> my mom went out to lunch today for her birthday, and my next door neighbor, who was around ninety, uh, gave her a gift, and it was one of those doily like to put like a cup on, and it was like sweet, you know, super sweet. She made it, but it's like you can tell how much time an old person has on their hands by the crafts that they do, because when they start making like. Like freaking like yarmulkes and stuff. My grandma had the it's like that's when you know. <laughs> my grandma had the thing over the tissue box. Yes, she would make yes the yarn. Yes, the the like <laughs> when you start making condoms for tissue boxes <laughs> out of quilt, like that. That's when you know you have way too much time on your hands. Listen, if, if my if if my grandmother had Angry Birds, I bet you she would have been on like or or Candy Crush. <laughs> she would have beat the damn game. And there's infinite levels on, on that game. She would have beat the game with the, the amount of time she had. I mean, these the, these little quilted things were consuming. The, half the apartment was quilt. Half the apartment we donated to a, a shelter, and they told us to stop. They said st- we have we have enough blankets. We don't need any more blankets. It, it's amazing. Half of, when we when we had the when she uh, when we sold the when she moved into a um, a uh, memory care unit. We had a yard sale, and um, the yard sale lasted four months because of how much stuff that she had, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was it was incredible. Um, but <laughs> speaking about things going on for too long, uh, I've been talking for too long. All right, guys, we have a very. Um, I know we, I didn't want to get too serious on this episode, but I uh, we did get a what I consider a serious question from one of our listeners. So thank you, Ryan, for posting this. Uh, we talk about a lot of serious topics on this show, and to just know that these serious topics resonate with even just one of you means a lot to me. So Ryan's question uh, for tonight is, fuck, Mary kill, Ronald McDonald, Hamburglar, and Grimace. Do you guys have an answer? Because I think I have one right away. Definitely kill Ronald McDonald. Okay. Just, I can't yes. deal with that happy face yeah. all the time. Um, hamburger I'd marry because there'd be food all the time. Grimace, you just gotta give fat people love. Mm. <laughs> Scott loves that answer. Scott. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, Scott. I think I, I think for me, oh, I, I think it's uh fuck Grimace. I think it's Mary Hamburglar because I'll never go hungry because he'll be bringing me hamburgers because he's literally a hamburger. Oh, yeah. And kill Ronald McDonald. All right. Well, oh, man, I was going to do the same answer as you guys, but now I got to change because I don't want to, I don't want to have a threesome with you guys. So I'm it's going, not gay if it's in it's a three way. I'm going to. He's, he's trying to get his first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill the hamburger because I hate crime. Um, I'm going to. Ooh, this is tough. Who am I making love to and who am I marrying? I'm going to marry. Whew, I'm going to marry Ronald McDonald. Oh my gosh. I'm marrying, I'm marrying Ronald McDonald. I feel like we could do a lot of cool cosplay in the bedroom because he could be like a kind of gay joker, right? <laughs> gay joke. <gasps> yeah. He is gay joker. Yeah. So I feel like that could be something that okay. I wouldn't want just for a one night stand. I feel like I'd want to be like, do that, like maybe on a. Uh, weekly basis type thing, and then maybe just a one night uh, a one night stand with Grimace. I feel like that's something I don't want to relive. Actually, uh, that that I don't know how that ends. Actually, so yeah, I think that's that's definitely definitely marrying Ronald McDonald, but killing the hamburger burglar man, man. I I just I, I don't stand for crime. I don't know what you guys do out in Florida, but listen, up here in Jersey, we take crime serious. Ah. 
We'll cut that. We'll cut that. (laughs) (laughs) We will cut that. So with all this being said, it wasn't too dark of an episode. So Scott, do you have any summaries for us? Two and a half pages. Two and a half pages worth of summaries. Uh, You're typing up a flurry and I'm just like... (laughs) I have to thank Ryan. He gave me me some. uh, He gave me inspiration for others. I came up with a couple on my own. But here we go. Here's Scott's summaries. So Chris said at the very beginning, a lot of podcasts don't make it to five. It's very true. But Chris needs to lose some weight or he may not make it to 35. Oh my God. Death jokes are funny. God damn it. Laugh. (laughs) Over the past 150 episodes, we've seen Chris grow up and, uh, and now he's twice the man he used to be. <laughs> Literally. Now, you can't see this at home. And uh, if you'd like to be able to... Well, maybe you can, because we're, we we stream live on Twitch every Wednesday night. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did, you, did you read that? Did you read that? Damn, I thought Chris was already 35. Tons. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really good. But Jesus Christ, Chris, he's wearing a Wizard of Oz shirt. It's been 85 fucking years and he's still representing the Lollipop Guild. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, we we talked about Chris performing his Cliff's Notes for James Yawn, and I was very excited about it. Chris said, there's no pressure this week. Chris, your heart disagrees. That blood... That blood pressure is higher than Lewis was in Sarah's background. That was good. I like that one. I like that one. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Chris was upset about losing the perfect house. Uh, I've seen photos of the perfect house. Though it had a lot of space for his hoarding. I disagree with you, Chris. This was not the perfect house, okay? And here's two reasons why. One, it had a garage door. And we know your history with garage doors. Number two, and most importantly, there was nowhere for the forklift to get in and out to uh, move you from the couch to the shitter. I've, I've had a lot of conversations with Chris this week about this house thing and all that. And he shared some very personal information, you know, and, and, and in having these conversations, he shared his credit score. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was impressed. Uh, he's got a very, very, very good credit score. More impressive. He weighs more than his credit score. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a first. I've got a duplicate joke here. Okay. Um, Chris said it's a hard pill to swallow. Nick said we have to have the episode be 25% gay or we are homophobe. Nick, what kind of things do you like to swallow? (laughs) (laughs) Take two of the joke. Chris said it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, It's it's really the only only thing he's got a hard time swallowing. And uh, this is a choose your own adventure. Insert fat or gay joke here. (laughs) When Chris walked into the house, he was super impressed. And uh, Emily actually reached out to me and told me that he asked the realtor who their contact paper guy was. (laughs) Um, Emily had to remind him that that's wallpaper. It's called wallpaper. (laughs) Chris said he stepped into his car and it was malfunctioning. He said he was having a heart attack. Chris, I don't think that was your car. I think that was the health app on your Apple Watch. (laughs) 
Chris said he had no idea where the spare key to his to his car was. Okay, uh, he he said it could be in his pants or in the wash or whatever. I know exactly where my spare key is. It's in the shorts that I wore when I bought the car seven years ago. Unrelated, <laughs> here it is in my pocket that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> You mean the prop for that one? <laughs> <laughs> I had a prop for it. Yep. Um, Chris's parents never had to sell Chris's baby clothes. Um, he, 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 never, he never grew out of them. Uh, he was able to wear them until the recent weight gain. Uh, now the Yob House is doing the world's largest garage sale. It's 25 years of baby clothes. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Uh, so Chris mentioned he sold a lot of jewelry. Sells rings. Um, how much for that ring that you and Sam took to Mount Doom? <laughs> I didn't get the joke, but apparently it's uh, Middle it's Earth, a, Lord of the yeah, Rings, Lord little the hobbits. Rings He's a yeah, hobbit. I, I understood the hobbit joke. Okay. I understood the hobbit joke. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> I was confused as well, and then I, I had to read it. That was a rhyme oh, joke, but it. it's yeah, funny I for all it. of you Middle Earthers. Nerds. <laughs> Nick said Crocs attract lesbians. My croc addiction has finally paid off. Guys, I'm really excited. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> All right, uh, a couple more. Nick said that his husband keeps uh his daughter their their daughter's teeth in the closet. Um clearly that's the only thing that Nick and Sean keep in the closet. Oh <laughs> come. <laughs> Chris said you could tell that old people have a lot of time on their hands. He said you could tell how much time people have on their hands by how many crafts they have. Chris, I just want to let you know, we have some amazing graphics to the podcast, and I really appreciate all the work that you've done on crafting these amazing <laughs> graphics. <laughs> this, this next one is courtesy of Chris. Chris. You said that you're sad that the house that you made an offer on was sold to someone else. I'm happy because you can finally shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Nick wins a vacation. That's the equivalent of Chris winning a day off of work. <laughs> And those are my summaries. <laughs> I don't even remember what I'm supposed to say at the end. <laughs> oh, man. Never did. Okay. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Oh, man. Thank you, Scott, for those, those summaries. Scott and Scott only. I know you wrote every single one of those. Uh, it was a really it's kind of offensive the one that you said that I wouldn't stop talking about the house you know I really and I really <laughs> was looking forward to getting the house uh, I was really insensitive well this has been your official 151st episode of No New Friends After Dark well I mean actually it's been your 151st episode of No New Friends don't remember what episode it is of No New After Dark No New Friends After Dark 11 I was gonna make them do the math they wanted it enough but um thanks Scott they need to go back and listen to it. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. See, Alex, cut that out. Scott Scott forgets how to create content here, Nick. Um, uh, this has been episode 151 of the No New Friends podcast after dark, kind of. I hope it made you laugh and cry and question your existence. <laughs> 
if you make it we'll see you again next week <laughs> please come back On behalf of the three of us fucks, <laughs> I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening, and have a magical week. <laughs> I don't want to say have a magical week. <laughs> We're going to cut that. We're going to start that all over again. The, the episode is literally on your fucking screen. <laughs> it's, 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 it says, New Friends, episode 15, after dark at number 11. I never noticed that. So Ryan responded, the fuck is up with these endings? If you were asking the same questions, then I did my job. <laughs> <laughs>No New Friends After Dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpipervacations.com. Just check out our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production.